This is my Bible. It is the Word of God, and it is the will of God for my life. I am who the Word says I am. I'm the righteousness of God in Christ. I'm where the Word says I am, seated right now in Christ Jesus, in the heavenly realms, in the place of authority, dominion, and power. I have what the Word says I have. All the blessings of Abraham are mine, and I can do what the Word says I can do. I can do all things through Christ who gives me the strength. Today my mind is alert. My spirit is receptive. So I'm taught the Word of God. My life is changed for the better, and I will never be the same again. Amen. You may be seated. I believe 2024 will be a year of miracles at Faith Christian Center. I believe that if we will take action and enter into worship with all of our might, with all of our strength, and believe God's Word, and confess God's Word, we will see God move among us in a mighty way. You know, just watching the Vision Sunday video, God is moving among us in a mighty way. Uh, but we have to take a moment and stop and reflect and see it. Now, today's message is Apostles Perform Many Wonders. And this is New Testament miracle number 40 by our reckoning. And we got into it a little bit last Sunday. Acts 5.12, the apostles performed many miraculous signs and wonders among the people. And all the believers used to meet together in Solomon's colonnade. No one else dared join them, even though they were highly regarded by the people. Nevertheless, more and more men and women believed in the Lord and were added to their number. As a result, people brought the sick into the streets and laid them on beds and mats so that at least Peter's shadow might fall on some of them as he passed by. Crowds gathered also from the towns around Jerusalem, bringing their sick and those tormented by evil spirits and all of them were healed. Say it out loud, all of them were healed. You know, I've heard, I've heard people say, well, that word all with regard to healing is only in the Gospels. No, it's not. Here it is in the book of Acts after the death, burial, and resurrection of the Lord Jesus Christ. Say it again, all of them were healed. Now, as we saw last Sunday, these miracles followed judgment in the house of God. But what do you say we don't wait for judgment I said, what do you say we don't wait for judgment, but just take action in 2024 on what we're supposed to be doing in the first place? Yes. Amen. You know, you know uh, Sue and I agreed many, many years ago. I minister to the men. She ministers to the women. You know when men get in trouble, when they're not doing what, they, what they're supposed to do? Then they go off and do other things. Well, same thing is true for all of us. Uh, how about we just avoid or, or not wait for judgment? And how about we just get busy doing what we should have been doing in the first place? Number one, believers in Jesus need to do the works of believers. Believers in Jesus need to do the works of believers. You know, it's almost embarrassing how people will do all these protests and put themselves at risk laying in a road or destroying famous paintings and museums. I mean, it's almost amazing the crazy extent people will go to over the nonsense they believe. And yet, we serve the King of kings and the Lord of lords. We serve the, the one who has given his life for us 
laying down his life for us so that we might be born again, born from above, but we don't do anywhere near as good a job telling it as some of the people that believe in all kinds of nonsense. So believers in Jesus need to do the works of believers. Are you a believer? I said, are you a believer? How many believers do we have here this morning? Well, look at what Jesus said about believers in Mark 16, 15. And he said unto them, go ye into all the world and preach the gospel to every creature. He that believeth and is baptized shall be saved, but he that believeth not shall be damned. And these signs shall follow them that believe. Not apostles, not prophets, not evangelists, not pastors, not teachers. These signs shall follow them that believe. In my name shall they cast out devils. They shall speak with new tongues. They shall take up serpents. That means uh, by accident, like what happened to the apostle Paul on Malta. Not take them up on purpose. Amen. I mean, you might eat some, uh, something that could cause food poisoning, but you wouldn't do that on purpose, would you? No. They shall take up deadly serpents, and if they drink any deadly thing, it shall not hurt them. They shall lay their hands on the sick, and they shall recover. No maybes, if, ands, buts about it. They shall lay their hands on the sick, and they shall recover. So then after the Lord had spoken unto them, he was received up into heaven and sat on the right hand of God, and they went forth and preached everywhere the Lord working with them and confirming the word with signs following. Ask your neighbor, are you a believer? Tell them, then you should be doing the works of, you should be doing the works of Jesus. Ask the neighbor on the other side, are you a believer? Then tell them, you should be doing the works of Jesus. All these signs shall follow them that believe. Not apostles, not prophets, not evangelists, not pastors, not teachers. These signs shall follow them that believe. Say it out loud. I'm Christ's ambassador, and I'm to be about the king's business. Say it again. I am Christ's ambassador, and I am to be about the king's business. Now, the word believe means one who believes, a believing one. As soon as a person was born again, God planned that he or she should advertise the sacrifice of Jesus and the born-again lifestyle by healing sick folk in the presence of an unsaved world. Jesus' entire ministry was a battle against demonic forces. All disease, all sickness, all pain, all trouble, all sin is a result of the satanic hatred of the human race. Acts 10.38 speaks of how God anointed Jesus of Nazareth with the Holy Ghost and with power who went about doing good and healing all who were oppressed of the devil for God was with him. And what did Jesus say in Mark 16, 17? In my name shall they, believers, cast out devils. In my name shall they, believers, lay hands on the sick and they shall recover. So these disciples, these believers, were to take Jesus' place. They were to go out into the world and act on Jesus' behalf. 1 John 3, 8 says, the reason the Son of God appeared was to destroy the devil's work. You and I ought to be on a mission to destroy the devil's work in our bodies, 
to destroy the devil's work in our homes, to destroy the devil's work in our families, to destroy the devil's work in our money, and then, and then, and then to destroy the devil's works in the lives of the people around us. And not let Christianity be a bless me club. Jesus came to destroy the works of the devil in the same way we are to act on his behalf. Jesus said in John 14, 12, I tell you the truth, anyone who has faith in me will do what I have been doing. He will do even greater things than these because I am going to my Father. In verses 13 and 14, and I will do whatever you ask in my name so that the Son may bring glory to the Father. You may ask me for anything in my name, and I will do it. Do you want, see, we want Jesus to do his part without us doing our part, and that doesn't get the job done. I said we want Jesus to do his part without us doing our part, and that doesn't get the job done. Say it out loud, I'm Christ's ambassador, and I am to do the works of Jesus. Say it again, I am Christ's ambassador, and I am to do the works of Jesus. Number two, believers are to be sent ones. Believers are to be sent ones. Someone might say, well, those miraculous signs and wonders in Acts 5 were performed by apostles. Well, the word apostle simply means sent one. You're a sent one, aren't you? Aren't you a believer in the Lord Jesus Christ? We saw in Mark 16, 15 to 20 where Jesus was speaking to he that believeth. You believe, don't you? I said, you're a believer, aren't you? Well, if you're a believer, look what Jesus said about believers in Mark 16, 20. And they went forth and preached the word everywhere, the Lord working with them and confirming the word with signs following. See, people want the signs but they don't want to go. People want the signs, but they don't want to tell. People want the signs, but they don't want to go out there and share the gospel. People want the signs, but they don't want to go out there and tell others what the Word of God has to say about their situation. What did those believers do? What did those sent ones do? They went forth and preached the Word everywhere, the Lord working with them and confirming the Word with signs following. And then in Acts 5, 12 to 16, we see that practically all of those people that were healed were unsaved. If you will study the book of Acts, you will discover that the majority of healings in the book of Acts were sick people who had not yet become believers. The apostles performed many miraculous signs and wonders among the people. And all the believers used to meet together in Solomon's colonnade. No one else dared join them, even though they were highly regarded by the people. Nevertheless, more and more men and women believed in the Lord and were added to their number. As a result, people brought the sick into the streets and laid them on beds and mats so that at least Peter's shadow might fall on some of them as he passed by. Crowds gathered also from the towns around Jerusalem, bringing their sick of those tormented by evil spirits, and all of them were healed. Listen, this is God's method of advertising. Hallelujah. The same thing is true in Acts 4, excuse me, Acts 8, 4 to 8, a miracle that is yet ahead of us. And these people were unsaved. They were Samaritans. 
Acts 8, 4, those who had been scattered preached the word wherever they went. Again, they went. Again, they preached the word. Philip went down to a city in Samaria and proclaimed the Christ there. When the crowds heard Philip and saw the miraculous signs he did, they all paid close, and close attention to what he said. With shrieks, evil spirits came out of many, and many paralytics and cripples were healed. So there was great joy in that city. Philip wasn't an apostle. Philip wasn't a, a, a prophet, an evangelist, a pastor, a teacher. He evolved into an evangelist, but he wasn't when he got scattered. He was a sent one. He was a believer. You know, we need to get back to the basics. And the basics are that we are believers in the Lord Jesus Christ, and we have been left here for a purpose. We are to live like David did. The Bible says in the book of Acts that, he fulfilled, that, that David lived out his days and he fulfilled God's purpose in his life and his days and then he went on. Hallelujah. Let us not be a purposeless people. Let us not be people that are just worried about the next month's mortgage payment or the next month's electric bill. Let us see who we are and let us live our lives, a life of destiny, a life of calling, a life of purpose, a life with direction, a life that has some point to it. Can I get an amen? amen. You know what he did? He was a believer and he was a sent one and he went forth and preached everywhere, the Lord working with him and confirming the word with signs following. The believers in those days, what? They went forth and they preached everywhere, the Lord working with them and confirming the word with signs following. Shout out loud five times, they preached the word wherever they went. So that's what we're supposed to do. Preach the word wherever we go. Find a way to do it. Find a way to do it that doesn't end you up in the HR office. Find a way to do it. Amen. Don't join in with them on their happy hour. You tell them what the word says about their situation. Because people are hurting more than ever before. People are actually sick more than ever before. More children percentage-wise, are in hospitals than before the COVID situation in 2020. It is amazing. People are hurting. People are sick. People are desperate. And we have the answer. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Jesus and his word are the answer. Amen. Now, if you will do these things in 2024, a year from now, you will not even be able to recognize your own life. Four things. And I left out tithing on purpose. I'm telling you, you're, you won't even recognize your life. Now, if you, wanna, if, you wanna, if you wanna put some nitro on the tank, then hit that tithing button. But let me leave that out and say this. If you will do just four things, a year from today, you will not believe what God has done in your life. Number one, be in church when the doors are open and you're in town. I understand being out of town. I understand being on vacation. But if you're in town 
and the doors are open, be here. Second, be on time and worship with all of your strength and with all of your enthusiasm. Don't drag in late and be a lazy daisy in the worship service. There is great power to entering in to worship. Psalm 37, 4 says, delight yourself in the Lord and he will give you the desires of your heart. Well, if I, pastor, I've always drug in late. Well, I'm saying give it one year, be on time and worship God with all of your strength and with all of your enthusiasm. Give it one year and you tell me how your life turned out. The third thing is, tell somebody about Jesus every month. You see, if I say, well, tell 12 people about Jesus next year, you'll wait until Christmas. So tell somebody about Jesus every month. And fourth, pray for a sick person in person every month. If you will do these things, you might say, well, I'm bashful, I'm shy. <laughs> well, let me tell you what. There was never a more bashful or shy kid than Gene Lingerfeld. I mean, I was an only child born to two absolute, complete narcissists. I mean, uh, Sue will tell you, I mean, in college, high school, Bible college, I mean, I was like a fly on the wall. But I'll tell you what, when it comes to Jesus, we cannot be a fly on the wall. When it comes to people dying, people hurting, people... Seeing their marriages destroyed, their children running amok. I mean, we have the answer. And we cannot afford to be quiet while the earth is going to hell and people are going to hell and the culture is going to hell and, and the country is going to hell and, and say nothing. Now, we can't save them all. I know that. And we can't pull a lever and make a revival come. But we can do what we're supposed to do and we can go forth and preach the word and the Lord will meet us there. Amen. Now, I thank God for the video and everybody that had a part in the video and all of Adrian Martinez's work in the video, but I want you to understand that all of that that you saw and all of the testimonies and all of the healing and all of the provision and the property and the building and all of it, it is because a young couple simply had the guts to go forth and preach the word of God and preach the word of God without apology and tell people the word of God and how the word of God covered their situation and God met us there in 1984 and 1985 and on and on all through the years. God shows up. When you let the word of God come out of your mouth, God shows up. When you are not bashful, when you, when you don't hide the gospel, when you tell people the answer to their problems, God shows up. Signs and wonders follow. God puts his kingdom on display. Can I get an amen? amen? So first of all, if you're in town, be in church every time the doors are open. Secondly, be on time. Worship God with all of your strength, with all of your might, with enthusiasm. Third thing, tell somebody about Jesus every month. And the fourth thing, pray for someone who is sick in their body in person every month. If you will do just those four things a year from today, you will not believe how your life has changed for the better. Because I'm telling you what, 
God doesn't have that many people working for him, so he's got to take care of his help. Hallelujah. Shout out loud. Actually, tell your neighbor, God takes care of his help. Tell the neighbor on the other side, God takes care of his help. Amen? So the blessing is in the doing. And don't be like one of these people. Austin said these young men come here to visit and they want to know how we did this and they want us to give them a shortcut. You know, they want us to tell them that if uh, they do spiky hair or if they wear jogging uh, suits or if they wear a, a, a bracelet on their wrist or whatever that all of a sudden, you know, millions of dollars will show up and they'll have property, they'll have a bill. Everybody's looking for a shortcut and they never want to hear what I tell them. This is no big deal. All you do is stand in the same place and preach the word of God without apology for four decades and all of this shows up. But they don't want to hear that because that takes four decades. Like John Osteen, one of my daddies in the faith used to say, we don't have any shortcuts to share with you because there are no shortcuts. So if you will get busy about the king's business, the king will watch over you and your body and your family and your business. Can I get an amen? amen? Let's bow our heads. You may be here this morning and you've never made Jesus Christ your Lord and your Savior. Jesus said in John 3, you must be born again. He said in Revelation chapter 3, behold, I stand at the door and knock. If anyone hears my voice and opens the door, I will come in and fellowship with him and he with me. So it's up to us. I mean, we can live this wonderful life that we saw in the video, the Vision Sunday video. We can, we can live this wonderful life that we see in the book of Acts, but it's up to us because God, through his son Jesus, has already done the work. If you're here this morning and you've never made Jesus Christ your Lord and your Savior, but you'd like to do so this morning, I want you to lift up a hand, lift it up to where I can see it. We're going to pray. We're going to believe God. Amen. If you call on the name of the Lord, he will meet you and he will change your life for the better. You may be here this morning and you're away from God. You're not living for the Lord like you know you should, like you promised him you would. Something got you off course, you got distracted, you got diverted, you, you got your attention pulled away from the things of God, and you're here this morning, but you're not living for the Lord. The word says in 1 John 1, 9, if we confess our sins, he is faithful and just to forgive us of our sins and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. How many this morning would say, Pastor, that's me. I'm away from God. I'm not living for the Lord like I know I should, but I want to recommit my life to God. I want to live for him from this day to my last day. If that's you this morning, wherever you are, lift a hand up, lift it up high enough to where I can see it. Going to pray. For the sake of those who are watching online and may want to give their lives to Jesus or recommit their lives to Jesus, let's pray the prayer with them. Father God, in Jesus' name, I give you my life. Time's gone by. I've gone my own way. I've done my own thing, and I've lived for self. But today I turn from that old way of living, and I give you my life. I thank you, Father God, that you have put faith in my heart I believe that you raised Jesus from the dead and I confess with my mouth, Jesus is Lord. So I know from your word that you have heard me, you have answered me, I am born again. You have put within me a new spirit and I thank you for it in Jesus' holy name. Amen. If you're watching online, 
and you pray that prayer as a prayer of commitment or recommitment, you can go to FCCArlington.com salvation. Let us know about your decision. We'd love to send you a copy of my book, God's Very Own Child. And if you need a Bible, let us know you need a Bible. We have English, we have Spanish, either way. We'd love to send you a Bible and to be a blessing to you. Can you say, thank God for the preaching of the Word of God.